Morning church, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? You know, why not just turn to someone next to you with your mask on and tell the person, so good to see you here. Amen. You know, I was so uh, inspired by what Kelvin uh, shared this morning uh, and he, he, said this, uh, this, he said this, that, you know, uh, God has come to give us life and life more abundantly. And that abundant life is not just a prosperity-only life. But that abundant life is the grace that God has given to us, you know, to have the blessings so that we will not, you know, come to a place where we shift our focus away from our dependence on Him and onto the things that we have or the blessings that we, we have. And also, it is the same grace that gives us the strength to go through the different, or rather the difficult or the troubled times in our lives. And a lot of times that people think that, you know, Christianity is, is a religion that, that gives people you know, only good things. That means when you come to know Christ, your whole life is going to be easy. Your whole life is going, just going to be smooth sailing. How many of you know that that is not true? Yeah, Paul, you know, the apostle Paul, he was not a stranger to, to hardship. He was so accustomed to hardship, but yet it is this same man who's, who wrote, rejoice in the Lord always, and I say again, rejoice. Let's see what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 28. If you think that Christianity is all about only the good things in your life or just a smooth sailing in your life, I want you to reconsider again. It says this in verse 23 in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I've worked much harder, being imprisoned more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles. In danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea and in danger from false believers. I have laboured and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. So Paul, you know, he was not strange, a stranger to hardships in his life. And as we read just now, it does tell us that Christianity is not all smooth sailing in life. If someone were to tell you the moment you come to know Christ, everything is going to be fine, you're going to be prosperous, you're going to be healthy, you know, whatever that you wish for, God is going to make it uh, no, come to pass, I want you to reconsider again. Because this same man who says that rejoice in the Lord, again, I say rejoice, is the same man who have gone through all that we have read just now. But yet, I, I want to say this, that is our attitude that's going to be the determining factor whether we're going to propel into the purpose and into the very will of God to be able to find that grace in our lives that, you know, to, to be able to understand the abundant life even in the midst of all these things, our attitude is going to be the determining factor. You see, friends, it's easy to praise God when we are at the best moments of our lives. When you get, get your promotion, when you, you know, get your, you know, uh, your first house, when you get all these other things, you know, uh, your girlfriend or you're going to get married and stuff like that, your first child, 
You know, every, all these things are good things and we are, yeah, you know, wow, praise God, hallelujah. And we praise God with a smile. But friends, I want to say this. Praise should never be limited only at the best moments of our lives. Praise should also be in those I call the midnight hours, the midnight moments of our lives. The midnight hour can be deemed the darkest moments and in these moments, it is difficult to praise God. I still remember about seven years ago when I, you know, after I had a, a wonderful time of ministry in India, I came back. My wife told me that, you know, she's pregnant. She was pregnant. I was so happy. That was our, our first child, first pregnancy. And I was so elated. I was, you know, so happy. And, and the whole night, I couldn't sleep. And in my whole entire mind, I'm thinking that I'm going to have a baby girl. And, I, you know, I start to think about the names, you know, the names that I can name her. To cut the long story short, within four days, we lost our baby. She had a miscarriage. And that very Sunday, it happened on Thursday, and that very Sunday, I woke up that morning, I looked at my wife, and I told my wife this, it really sucks to go to church. I don't know whether I can praise God or not. Because I'm, I felt so heavy. My heart is burdened. My heart is hurt. And we tried so long for a baby and nothing happens. And finally, when we get a baby, we, we, lo we lost our baby. And it was so difficult. My wife looked at me with tears in her eyes and mine as well, tears rolling down. But yet, we told ourselves, no matter how we feel, we must be in church. We must go to church. I still remember that very morning when I entered into church, people were very concerned about us. They came, they gave me a hug. People when moment, they asked, you know, Pastor, how are you feeling? I just, tears just, just ran down my, my, my eyes. I just couldn't. I just ran down my cheeks. I just couldn't contain it. And when the praise and worship started and, you know, the, you know, the upbeat song, I tell you what, it was so difficult to clap my hands. It was so difficult to lift up my hands when, when, we worship, when the team began to worship God. But something within me told me this. No matter how difficult it is, you just got to do it. You just have to let your spirit overcome whatever that you are doing. And I tell you what, it was so difficult. But yet, at that very day, I just sensed so strongly the presence of God with us. And God you know, spoke to our hearts, say, Ryan, it's okay, in due time, in due time, in due time. So, fast forward, last year, my wife gave birth to a wonderful and, you know, amazing baby boy. And last night, we were just looking at him, you know, uh, over the dinner table and he's sitting there. And I look at my wife and I say, this is really a blessing from God. And my wife said this, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. You know, friends, none of us can choose our challenges. None of us can pick our fights. Our attitude and our response will either lead us to our breakthroughs or cause us to be bound. When a situation is pressed against us, we are faced with a decision to either speak of God's praises or we're going to speak of the problems that we have. One will lose chains, the other 
will cause you, or rather the other will tighten chains. You know, in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, they were in Philippi and they went around preaching the gospel. Then one of the girls that followed them started proclaiming that these are the servants of the Most High God. These are the ones that will show you the way of salvation. And this girl went with them a few days and kept on proclaiming it. One day, Paul just couldn't take it anymore. He was so disturbed by it and he turned around and he said to the girl, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. Because this girl had a spirit of divination. She could foretell the future. And because of, of that, the people got angry because she was making money for her masters, a lot of money for her masters. And the people stirred up the crowd to cause you know, Paul and Silas to be beaten, to be imprisoned. But I want you to know this, friends. As this girl went around and shouting forth that these men are, um, you know, are the servants of the Most High God and, you know, and she said that you know, they, they are the ones that show, will show you the way of salvation. Basically, she was, went around just praising them, just praising them. But what happened was this. Friends, here we can learn, don't get excited when praises surrounds you. Because praises that surrounds you doesn't change anything. Praises of God will change everything. Amen? So Paul knew that this is not the attention that he should be seeking, that they should be getting. They were just so mindful of the work of God. So in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 26, let's turn to that. So what happened was this, that after they were beaten, they were thrown in prison and they were sent into the innermost part of the prison and their, their feet, they were, you know, locked uh, with, with, with chains in stocks. Their hands were bound. But in verse 25, it says it's about midnight. Everybody said midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open everyone's chains came loose. Amen? So Paul and Silas, they were put in prison for doing God's work. They were faithfully preaching the gospel. And after they cast out the demon from that girl, they were beaten with rods and humiliated in public. They were thrown into the innermost of the prison. But as we have read just now, at midnight, everybody say midnight. Come on, say it 10 times louder. At midnight, that midnight moment came upon them. Instead of complaining about their problems, Paul could have just looked at Silas, Silas could have just looked at Paul and said, why are we in this kind of mess? We were doing God's work. And we did what was right. Instead of complaining about their problems, they were composing praise unto God. Paul and Silas, they had a different attitude toward their midnight moment. The Bible tells us they, they prayed it is, and they sang hymns to God. They turned their midnight moment to midnight praise. Can I hear an amen for that? And the Greek word here is the word hymnon, which also means to celebrate God in song. So they were not just, you know, singing a tune, but they were 
celebrating God in song. And where were they? They were in prison. In what situation? Chained. Probably, you know, their chains was the closest sounding to a tambourine in our modern day. So those of you who don't like tambourines, think twice. Alright? So their singing was so loud. It was loud enough for the other prisoners to hear. And they were all listening. They were able to minister to others, even in their prison situation. Their praise, their actions lifted the prisoner's spirit. This goes to show, friends, listen to me well. A lot of times when we think about testimony, we always think about a good outcome first, then we only have a testimony. But a testimony here shows us that our attitude can be our testimony. So what you're going through right now can be your testimony. It's not at the end of it because your attitude is going to be one that will shine forth. They made a choice to praise God. Was it easy for them? You know, when we read, it was easy. Am I right? It's just two verses. But to them, it was long hours. They had to go through what they had to go, go through at that very time. And you know what, friends? Their praise was not without sacrifice. Remember, they were beaten with rods. There's a huge difference from someone whose praise has stripes on their backs. You know, we, in our modern society, in our modern times, when we come to church, every time when we talk about praise, we only think about the first part of the service where we sing the fast songs. Some people even think praise is the fast songs, the upbeat songs. Come on, let's be honest. How many of you think that way? Okay, I'm, oh, so I'm glad you guys don't think that way, all right? That's good. But Paul and Silas, their wounded praise are of a different level. It shook the foundations of their prison, of their prison, and it loosed their chains. They praise God in spite of their wounds. They praise God in spite of their chains. You know what, friends? Why praise is so important? And it should never be limited to just a Sunday thing, a Sunday moment. I want to share with you two things this morning concerning praise, which is very important. Number one, praise brings the presence of God. In Psalms 22, verse 3 says this, that God inhabits the praises of His people. So when we praise God, we bring God into the equation into the difficult equation that we have. So every time when we praise and exalt His name, God is ready to manifest His power. So our attitude towards praise is crucial. Psalms 50 verse 23 says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. So when we praise God is going to move in His power. He will show His salvation to the people. 
So praise is not just singing upbeat, loud songs, but rather it is a faith-filled declaration of God's power. Amen? And also, you know, to recognize the nature of His power in the midst of the impossible circumstances, that we are attracting the supernatural power of God into our very situation. That's what praise does. Remember in the Old Testament, Jehoshaphat, he was surrounded by, you know, by, by, by the enemy. And, you know, he looked at his own army, it could not compare with the enemy's army. And you know what? He started to praise God. And God gave him victory. It was in the midst of an impossible task. So friends, how about us? In our situations, in, in the things that we go through, the mess that we are in, the prison moments of our lives. How are we to respond? How are we going to, you know, what is our attitude going to be when we go through the pain and, and the wounds? Are we still going to praise God? Or are we going to keep silent? Which brings me to the next point. Praise is vocal. Psalms 98 verse 4 says, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. We can either choose to be silent by our troubles or we can choose to shout forth the praises unto God. Amen? So we have a choice to make. Are we going, are we going to break our chains with praise? Or are we going to allow chains to break our praise? Let me say that again. Are we going to break our chains with praise? Or are we going to allow the chains to break our praise? Don't be quiet about God's praises. And you know, the problem is this. Most people, they are loud about their problems. But they are very silent with God's praises. Friends, you can be in a prison, but you can choose to be a praiser instead of a prisoner. That will make a huge difference because our God, our, our praise of God will lift our spirits up. Just as how it did to the rest of the prisoners that was there. It lifts their spirit up. So friends, don't treat God you know, don't treat God's praises or praising God as a scheduled or confined location. Like how we think that praise is only on Sunday morning. It must be incorporated in our daily lives. In Psalms 150, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen? So we need to learn to praise God every single day of our lives. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him for His goodness in the morning. Praise Him for His mercy in the morning. Praise Him, you know, for His faithfulness in the night. The psalm teaches us that. How are we praising God? You know, a lot of times it's so, you know, it's so, so easy for us to say, oh yeah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Friends, it's the attitude of our hearts, the attitude of our being. 
Do we remember God every single day? Do we wake up in the morning and thank God and praise Him? Or do we come to a place where we only praise Him when we see something that God does for us? If we only praise Him just based on something that He does for us, only when we receive something from Him, then our praise will become a transaction. And should never, praise should never be a transaction. Because praise has meant to be a transformation in our lives. How are we praising God this morning, friends? How is our attitude towards God? Especially in, in those moments when we go through those midnight moments. Can those midnight moments be turned into midnight praise? Can those prison moments make you to become a praiser instead of a prisoner? If we, you know, some people, they get disappointed because throughout this entire two years, they, they've seen other people, you know, being blessed and they don't see themselves blessed as much as other people. And then they begin to be upset with God. That shouldn't be the way. God has never meant. How many of you thank God that God never compares our praises with each other? But God, He sees our hearts, He weighs our hearts. I want to encourage us. Times are not going to get easier. I'm not a prophet but I believe in what the Word of God says. It says in the last days, the days are going to get more evil. We're going to be faced with difficult situations. We're going to be faced to a certain extent, extreme conditions. What are we going to do? right now, in this time that we have. I believe God's grace is upon us right now, has given us the very opportunity to be able to build our lives strong in Him. Don't take this time for granted. And one of the ways that we can learn to really understand as we go through this faith journey with Him there's going to be the ups and the downs, but what is going to carry through one of the things is the attitude of praise in our lives. It's not going to be smooth sailing. A lot of people say that, you know, oh, they are praying that 2022 is going to be better, you know, uh, than last year. I always say this, it's going to be greater. Not, not better. Greater doesn't mean it's going to be better in that sense. Greater can be greater challenges, but also it can be greater breakthroughs. But we must learn to continue to praise God. We must continue to look to God. We must continue 
to acknowledge Him, to declare His praises upon our lives. No matter what you may be going through, it may seem to be like a prison to you, but you can lose those chains by praising God. Maybe some of you, you know, you started off is, you know, ah, this year, even though it's just a few weeks into this, this 2022 and it wasn't a good start. But I tell you what, friends, this journey, if you learn to be a praiser, you're going to see God moving powerfully in your life. And those wounded praise, don't, don't ever think that God has forgotten you because of your wounds or your hurts or your pains. Because God says in His Word, a broken heart and a contrite spirit He will not despise. In fact, God keeps our tears in a bottle. He remembers. He knows. As I look back, seven years ago, me and my wife, it was such a tough time. And it didn't help when, you know, the pressure from family members and, and you know, uh, people who well-meaning. I still remember uh, one person came up to us and say, you know, your, your wife, uh, your wife's womb is not strong. Her body is not healthy. That's why she lost the baby. Oh, it was so tough. And I... I and I, I saw my wife when, when she heard that, she was like, you know, it's like rubbing salt to the wound. It was really tough. And she really struggled for a good, you know, few months because of that statement. But yet, I see her mustering enough strength week after week, even carrying that burden in her, that hurt. She goes to church, she serves, you know, she meets with her CG members and she, you know, ministers to them. And she comes back and sometimes, you know, she, she just sit down and, and we just look at each other and she started tearing again. That went on for months for us. I remember that, you know, for me, I, you know, there were a few moments that when I went into my shower, turned on the shower and I started crying and crying and crying because I didn't want my wife to hear that I'm crying. It was so tough. But yet, we say, God, you are still God. God, you are still the one that's worthy to be praised. And we trust that your plans are always perfect. And we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. And Kelvin said this. He shared this morning, remember this. For, some, for, for us to remember something, something must first be established in our lives. That's for us. It has been established that God is God and He is the one and only God. No matter how much that we go through in this life, God is still God. We remember that. So friends, I want to encourage you. Choose to be a praiser. Choose to be a praiser. Don't be a prisoner. Because your prison...
can be also the place of your miracle. Just as how it happened in Paul and Silas in the jail in Philippi. Their midnight praise have drawn the supernatural power of God, the foundations of the whole prison shook. The doors were flung open and their chains were loose. And you know what's the wonderful thing? After that, the jailer, he panicked and he wanted to kill himself because he thought the prisoners have escaped. And Paul shouted, we are still here. Even that very statement is so powerful. And Paul says, we are here, we did not escape. Because to Paul, that prison could not hold him down. Even though he was in chains and his legs were in stocks, it did not hold him down. Because to him, it's not the physical that's going to determine his spiritual. It's the other way around. And I believe because he was a, he was a praiser, what happened was this, that there's no prison is a prison to him because every prison is an opportunity to praise God and to proclaim His goodness. If you read, if you read through Paul's life in the Bible, you will find that everywhere he went, he preached the gospel. Every challenge that he had was an opportunity to share the amazing power of God. And that is what we, our attitude ought to be. Rather than looking at our problems and our prison and say, hi, God, why? But we can praise God because our lives. This was the same man who wrote, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen? How about you this morning? You can choose to be a praiser. Don't choose to be a prisoner because God has never meant to set you free so that you can be in prison. He set you free so that you can praise. Amen? Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Even as we, we are going to worship God in a moment, I believe all of us, we go through the different you know, uh, challenges in our lives. And some of these challenges, most of these challenges is not something that we can choose. But we can choose our response. We can be a praiser. Amen? Turn to your neighbour, tell your neighbour, you can be a praiser this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's focus on Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, you know, when my wife had the second pregnancy and that very mo morning we went to, for a checkup and the doctor did a scan and the doctor said, I was, waiting in the, I was waiting in the car because I couldn't go into the clinic. It was a, a, a health clinic, a government health clinic. And they did the scan and the doctor came back with a report and said this is a very high possibility of an ectopic pregnancy. Because the scan shows that the, 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 the embryo is, is outside of, of, of the womb. And I was waiting in the car and my wife came back and she looked at me and she don't know how to respond, you know, and, and she just looked at me and, and, you say, and she said this, 
dear uh, doctor says is ectopic is a uh, very high chance of of this pregnancy not being viable and they referred us to a private hospital so that we can do a prop uh, you know a, a, a deeper scan uh, and 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 see what's the measure and the chances are was to to do a DNC all right to, to remove the 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 uh, the the embryo and I still remember in that car I was there before I drove off I I, I just look at her I say dear we let's pray let's pray and we begin we give it we begin to pray I still remember those words both of us we prayed and we prayed this Lord thank you thank you that you are with us even though the report may not be good but we thank you that you are our Lord and we praise you because you are all powerful you can do that miracle but in spite of all this God even though even if nothing happens Lord we still want to praise you you are still God of our lives. I still remember we prayed that and my wife was tearing and I was, you know, and I drove from the parking lot and we went to the hospital and I was, in my heart, I was thinking, God, <laughs> I don't know whether I can take a second time, even my wife too. But we told ourselves that God, we trust in you. I started texting my, my mentors and texted them about the situation, some of them doctors, and, and, and they said that, you know, Ryan, whatever it is, God is still God. Let's trust in Him. Let's trust in His power. My pastor in Singapore, you know, uh, texted me and said, Ryan, I believe for God's miracle because God is all-powerful. And then Brenda went into the, the, the clinic in the private hospital, and, and the doctor, you know, scanned. And she said, hey, the pregnancy is normal. The embryo is exactly where it should be. And we were like, wow. You know, it's so sudden change, just within two hours. You know, everything changed. So even throughout the pregnancy, Brenda had, you know, some bleeding every now and then. And then we, every time I still remember, we sat down, the first thing we prayed, God, thank you that you are with us. Thank you. If you have started a good work, you will bring it to completion. So friends, I want to encourage you. Sometimes, in the physical, it's so difficult. But I tell you what, don't let the natural determine the supernatural. The spiritual must govern the natural in your life. Choose to be a praiser. Amen. Today, we have a healthy baby. He's up there now looking down you know, uh, at the office, you know, it's so cute. Yeah. But I want to say this, choose to be a praiser. Choose to be a praiser. Choose to be a praiser. Amen. Because Jesus is Lord. How many of you believe that, that Jesus is Lord? Come on, let's lift up our hands to Him. I don't know what situation you may be going through right now. Let's praise Him for, for that situation. I know that it's difficult. Praise Him, you know, for, for that you know, challenge that you are in. Praise Him. Thank Him for that. Because I believe that as we praise, the chains will be loosened. Amen? Yeah, shackles will be broken. Amen? Hallelujah. We can be bound 
but we, we can be shackled, but we should not be silent. Amen. We can praise God. We can, you know, we can lose the chains by, by lifting the praises of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Wherever that we are, even those of you are watching, come on, let's praise God. Let's begin to sing unto Him instead of complaining about your pain, complaining about your problems, compa complaining about your financial situation. Let's praise Him. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Father, we praise You. We thank You for You are God in our lives. Lord, we know that it's not the things around us that's going to dictate our praises. It is solely of who You are in our lives. That Jesus, You are the King of our lives. You are the Lord of our lives. And Lord, we thank You. We praise You even in all the situations that we may be in right now. Lord, we thank You that God, that You are there with us. We thank You that God, as we begin to open our mouths to praise You, to sing forth Your praises, chains are going to be broken. Lord, we thank You that prisons are going to be, Lord, prison doors are going to be flung wide open, oh God. Lord, we thank You, oh God, that Lord, even though physically we may be bound, but Lord, spiritually, we can shove off Your praises. Lord, we thank You, oh God. We praise You. We choose to be a praiser. We choose to be a praiser. We choose to be a praiser. And Lord, help us to remember that every single morning that we wake up, Lord, we'll make a decision to praise You. So Lord, we thank You. We thank You. We thank You. For You are good. You are indeed a good God in our lives. We praise You. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So friends, know this. Don't wait only until Sunday to praise God. You can praise God every single moment of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbour. Tell your neighbour, be a praiser. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's uh, declare the benediction. May the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in our going out, in our coming in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have a safe week. We hope to see you guys again next Sunday. Amen. Our God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay safe. All right. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.